Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I'm a little tardy on the recording for those in the triad, and I apologize for that, but I have good reason. The reason is I was trying out a new microphone, and I'm going to keep the microphone I'm recording to you now on for the purposes of the podcast here at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I'm going to Stick with it because it served me well. It's just not as good as this other one. This other one is amazing. However, for all the money it costs me, it's going to go to my home office. They're going to benefit from it because when I get the hell out of Nevada, which is still on my mind, by the way, not Georgia. That's not where I'm going. But this move is on my mind to get the hell out of here in my new place. I'm going to be setting up my home office, and it's possible that the YouTube channel for Crypto Talk Radio, Leicester Live, We'll be in that same office. So you're going to see my new layout. And I guarantee you, it's going to, you know, I understand people that are YouTubers, like Leister's not a YouTuber. I have a YouTube channel because it's social presence, nothing else. I don't have, I don't, I'm not a YouTuber. That's not what I am. In this situation, what I'm going to be doing, this is actually an office. So it's going to blow your mind. Nobody can touch what mine's going to be doing. I guarantee you. Obviously, my alley setup is already sick, as the kids like to say. It's already sick, but this is going to take it to the next level. You're going to be amazed. I couldn't get every single piece of furniture that I wanted to really bring out that spirit, but I got it's good enough. I think it's going to be awesome, and getting the hell out of Nevada is awesome. Anyway, so that's on deck. I'm not going to do too much updates on the Endeavors. They're, they're doing their thing. I'm going to give them until next week. We got a lot of work on deck and, you know, I'm impressing because that's what I do. You know, I stand out in the crowd. So that's all on that, right? Separately now, what we've got in cryptocurrency is a little bit of a failure to communicate and understand. And this is what I want to talk through a little bit further because I think it's a good thing. However, you might have noticed if you were looking at some graphs that what I just said is not true. That's what I want to be talking about for today's episode. I'm going to focus on that a little bit deeper because I want to try and I want to stress. It's an attempt to share my opinion about what I believe 
is really going on, I think it's a good thing. And that's why I want to, if you'll regale me, I'm going to share my thoughts. Then we can dig a little further. If you have any questions on anything that I'm talking about here, please do hit us up at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Fill out the contact form. I read all of those. Let's dig right into this. I don't think it'll take too long for today's episode. Separately from this, it is a strong probability there will not be a weekly this weekend because of my move planning and the timing of the move. I have not confirmed this 100%, but that's what I see in my mind is that I'm probably not going to actually be recording because my internet is already in shutoff mode as of tomorrow, my primary. I do have secondary internet. It's nowhere close sufficient for streaming. So chances are there will not be a weekly during the weekend. If I do a weekly, it'll be the next following weekend after I'm in the new place. That's assuming I am on track to get out of here. I just got some alerts about some packages that I've been waiting on. One of them was a blatant screw up and I'm really pissed off about that one. The other one apparently got stuck somehow in Arizona. I don't know why it's in Arizona. I don't know why it got stuck in Arizona. And just to put it in perspective, Arizona is four hours away. So this that pisses me off because I'm like, come on, man, really? Get Joe, the driver, to get my freaking package because that package is my Xbox Series X. So I'm like really pissed off because it's like, dude, it's an Xbox Series X. We're talking hundreds of dollars sitting out in some truck somewhere, lost in emotion, casera, casera. But more and more to the point, it's like I wanted to play Infinite Undiscovery again now that I realize it's backwards compatible and I can't play my freaking game. And, I, you know, the stuff I have, I'm kind of tired of it. So I'm not in a good mood because all these vendors are pissing me off. So if it comes through in my updates, I apologize for that. That's not intentional. I'm trying to control it. You'll hear me frequently try to suppress any instance of swearing. I work hard to try to do that. If something slips through, I'll apologize in advance. There's also one other thing I'm going to talk about briefly because there may be people who listen who are part of that ecosystem. I'll cover that in a split here, but... I just wanted to apologize up front in case my frustration, this truly is frustration, about what's going on with these vendors resonates through my updates. I will do the best I can to control it. Without further ado, let's get into that right now. If you are a long-term listener, first of all, thank you. If you're a new listener, first of all, welcome. In any event, for those that are long-term listeners, you've heard me say that the current run-up that we're seeing, I don't know if it's sustained. I don't know if it's going to hold. I don't know if there's any negative catalysts that would derail what it looks like that we're seeing. But when I'm looking at the graphs, I see things looking good. We did have some dip. So I did say that Ethereum is stable and it is reasonably stable-ish. It's still hovering around the 15.5 mark, which is a very good number considering the crap out that was happening before. And then Bitcoin is hovering around the 20,000-ish mark, 21,000 to be exact. Now, here's the thing. This run-up that we're seeing, this little hovering and, and positive that we're seeing, what I said was I'm not sure if it's going to sustain. When I look at the graphs, though, again, zoom out to the month chart because that's where I get my sense. There's significantly more green than red. And if you heard me before, I like to think that when there's more green than red on the month chart, it usually, not always, but usually indicates blue skies ahead, meaning that we may be finally out of the worst of it. There are still negative catalysts that keep happening. One of them I'll briefly mention. I'm not going to dig too deep into it because I think it's a crap thing, but I'll at least talk about it. But that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to go deep into this one, but everything looks good as far as graphs go. 
Everything looks like it's en route to go positive, trending, and we might be able to sustain at least for the short term. When I say short term, we still see that there's at least evidence from the chart perspective that we are going to have some issues roughly mid-year. So in the early parts of the year, it looks like we're going to hold the line with some positive momentum, likely not the sustained run that we hope. I don't see the sustained run happening till after 2023 but we do see some stability. So if you're going to invest in any projects, I would recommend that you look for stability in the graph. And I would recommend using the month chart to kind of guide you in terms of what that stability might look like. And if you're looking for a source or a tool or a website to reference, I would direct you to coindesk.com. That's coindesk.com. And click on, it hits you to news first. If you, on the top, there's a ticker. And you can click on the various core coins and their price, and that'll give you some graphs. And I would recommend using that one as a model. What I do want you to do is learn how to predict movement, whether it's stable movement, downward movement, upward movement. I do want you to get into the groove of being able to predict these things because what that's going to do for you is it's going to encourage you to identify those projects that work for your portfolio to keep it strong so that when we do have a bear market, you're, hold, you're holding, you're holding the line. And you'll see. A lot of these garbage ones are just basically crap because they're just hooking into the core coin. So it's almost like they're benefiting from this other one. Now, the, the flaw in cryptocurrency today is many of these projects, they'll tell you, just hold, just hold, hold, hold. Truth is, they're not really doing anything. You can have all the flashy websites in the world. You can have all the telescams groups that you want. You can do all the AMAs you want. You can do all that. It doesn't matter. Many of them are just, pair, they're, they're riding the coattails of the big players, you know, Ethereum, Binance, Coin, BNB, AVAX, they're riding that coattail. So it's up to you, but just understand if you master the art of prediction in the graph and the graph movement, you're going to see those core ones are really where the money's flowing back in. When we have the bear period and it passes, that's where the big players go. They don't go to the garbage. The, the myth is that you can just toss $50 into something and it skyrockets to, you know, six figures or whatnot. Those are the rare exception. It's not that they don't happen. They are the rare exception. You're not going to see them on a frequent basis. It's up to you if that's what you want to do because that you're a gambler. Cool. I'm saying, in my opinion, the core coins can never steer you wrong. And then it's just a matter of timing. Timing and learning how to predict what the graph's going to do. I'll give you a very perfect example right now. Solana. Solana's had major issues for numerous reasons. Some of that had to do with FTX, believe it or not. Solana got as low, just to put it in perspective, Solana went as low as like eight bucks, I think. It was like seven, eight bucks. It's already up to about $20. So let's assume, 23 to be exact. So let's assume it got as low as $7. So, wow, you could actually 3X just in Solana alone. And that's when Solana's in trouble. To put in perspective, Solana was up in the hundreds of dollars per coin. These are cyclical things. They come and they go. And the core ones, they actually develop, they invest in the development of these blockchains and these ecosystems to the point that you're seeing money flowing back in to support them. But also, you're not having sketchy devs that hide behind Telescam and they're some foreign country. They never do it. These are built to support this blockchain because they know ultimately that's where they're supporting an ecosystem. They got to do it. So that's why I'm telling you, in my opinion, the core, one, the core coins can never steer you wrong. If you want to have a, let's say, a strong supported portfolio, that's where I would steer you. 
every single time asking me about a garbage coin. I'm going to tell you it looks like crap and kind of move on because for me, and again, if you're new, welcome for me, I like to see stability. I like to see predictability. I like to see that it's going to not make you a millionaire overnight. Do, 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 because that's gambling mentality. I like to see the ones that are stable and they're going to almost guarantee you some measure of wealth. If you can be patient and not be tempted by green candles. If you're a green candle chaser, there's nothing I can do there. BNB though, is on a little bit of the flip side. So BNB at one point was predicted to roughly about double and get way higher than its all-time high. BNB is holding the line, but it's also having a little bit of trouble. So it may slip ever so slightly. Terra Luna Classic, of course, has its turmoil because its community turned toxic and they had some issues. Apparently, all the issues were solved. They still have community toxicity. They have not addressed, and I don't think it ever will be addressed. So at this point, I'm saying that Terra Luna Classic's got a long way to go before it recovers from the damage that's been done to it. If you're in Terra Luna Classic, I'm not telling you what to do with it. I'm telling you that I don't see a, a green candle, I'm talking sustained green candles for a very long time at this point. Maybe I get that wrong, but that's what I see based on the chart movement. Meanwhile, ones like SHIB that are talking about Shibarium launching soon and all this other stuff, there's a little bit of positive sentiment, but it's very similar to Terra Luna Classic in the sense that some of that hype has died off. People were expecting that SHIB was going to burn, 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 the burn's the word, and just like Luna Classic, right? And we're realizing, or at least some of them, are realizing that burns is not really the answer. It doesn't solve the problem. You still have to solve the issue of what you're doing. And so SHIB is trying to get Shibarium out, trying to get all these utilities out. My only question, and it has no answer yet, but my only question is, is it too late? Is it too late for this one to get any higher? You also got to consider there's a lot of whales and SHIB. So the worst that can happen because of the nature of the contract is that SHIB completely dumps off if some big player decides to get rid of it. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I'm saying it's possible. <laughs> but I think it has enough holders that possibly it mitigates some of that risk, but you still have a lot of whales that are in it that might take profit the moment that it jumps and drops another zero. That could happen. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it could, so just be careful. Meanwhile, the strongest of them all is starting to see some weakness, and that's Ethereum. So Ethereum had a prediction that it was going to get to the 2000 mark. That's still no longer going to happen in the short term. It's expected to happen a little bit later, just not in the short term. In the short term, though, it's holding the line very steady, strong. I like what I see, and it's still predicted to possibly get up to five figures sometime in 2024. This is based on velocity. It's based on movement, based on sentiment, based on all the things they're doing, the burn, everything that's around Ethereum. Ethereum looks like it's poised for really good things in the long term. It's possible Ethereum is that next Bitcoin in terms of the price shift. Because right now, let's assume that it does go to 10, 10,000 per. We are currently at 1,500, trending slightly upward. So if they're 1,500, let's say it to 10. That's very close to a 10x, not quite 10x, but close to 10x. How's that any different from Bitcoin, which at one point was around $6,000 and skyrocketed to 60 grand? This is what I'm saying, that it's possible that you're seeing that next run-up. Now, I'm still going to stress, do not YOLO in any project. However, understand that any other project that you do invest in, because I do recommend a diverse portfolio, a lot of them are banking on the price movement of Ethereum. So if they're Ethereum-based tokens, they are going to, in some cases, benefit from the Ethereum run-up. So you don't have to, that's why I say don't YOLO into things, because even if you invest in multiple Ethereum-based projects, you're still benefiting because they're paired in terms of liquidity. Now, the flip of this is that if they're crap projects, 
Possible you have the devs dump on you. Possible whales dump on you. Possible it's a dead project like gold mint. So just be careful. That's the biggest message I can share. Be careful when you're getting into this type of stuff because I don't think that it's, I don't think it's healthy personally um, to YOLO in any one project, but it's ultimately your money. I'm not telling you what to do. Another piece about poof hair, Sam Bankman freed. People are speculating that so-called shillers are the ones who ultimately influenced what ended up happening in terms of FTX by which, and I won't spend too much time on this, but I want it. I think it's important because anybody listening to me for a while has heard my frequent criticisms about so-called shillers. For those that are new, a shiller is anybody who is just hyping a project for no real reason. They don't care about it. They were paid to hype it. And then they may even been given bags and they dump off. That's a shiller. There's no real fundamentals to what they're doing. They're just saying, you know, take a look at this do, 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 or to the moon, do, 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 you know, the, they're shillers. And there's, there's no names out there. I'm not going to put them out on blast, but there's names out there that have been accused of being shillers. There's quite a few of them. Some of them have quit the business, but there's some still out there. The theory is that some of these may have influenced poof hair and likely caused, in this case, a domino effect that led to the issue that happened. How did this happen? So this is the theory. I'm not in this at all because I'm not an quote influencer to that degree. And I'm not a YouTuber at all. Apparently there's a talent management company called creators agency. Here's how this conceptually works. If you didn't know people that are so-called quote influencers online, you know, you'll see some little girl and she's doing some, this is how I do makeup or hair, you know, all this stuff. And it's, you know, some, or cute, whatever, you know, all these influencers, if you didn't know, there are certain ones that got their influence because they were like, like with Jake Paul and Logan Paul, I forget which one it is, but one of them was actually a Disney star and that's how he got his. And then Justin Bieber was because he was on, I believe it was YouTube and he was playing guitar and he was singing. That's how he got discovered by, I believe it was Usher. And so there's certain ones that are self-made. They they self-made themselves, right? But there's other ones where they're actually found by these talent agencies. And the talent agency looks for cute people or people to pitch a product and all this. And they'll out, they'll reach out to them and say, you know, we'll pay you and we want you to talk about our project and put up, you know, videos and all this kind of stuff, right? It's actually a talent agency. So you're, believe it or not, some of these people are not legitimate. They're not real and they're not serious about what they're doing. They're paid to do it. It's a job for them. That's why there's so many of them. That's what's happening with social media too when they put out all these messages. So this creator's agency, right? They were talking about it and they said, you know, what we do is we get people together and we figure out how do we identify some more influencers, quote unquote, to pitch products. Apparently this all then spun over to FTX where this creator's agency, they were paying people to shill and hype FTX. And so now this creator's agency is in the front of this. And some of these are, like, I've never even heard of some of these people. Brian Jung, never heard of them. J- Jeremy Lafab, never heard of them. Andre Gik, never heard of them. Graham Stefan, never heard of them. Uh, Tom Nash, never heard of them. I've never heard of some of these people, yet they got over 1 million subs. Like, some have, like, 4 million subs. Never heard of any of these people. The other part of this talent agency scouting crap is they, and, and trust me, I know what they use. I'm not going to put them on blast, but... They also use very questionable techniques to increase subscriber counts, to give them a presence, and they will pay to get Twitter to 
verify them. Like this is a whole shady business that people don't realize. Many of these influencers came through these outlets. They didn't come as organic. They came because they were hired and somebody put them up and built this profile around them. And now they have to keep on it because there's a contract and all this other stuff. So now this shilling of FTX over time, the belief is that this creator's agency, they are part to blame because these shillers basically were pushing this, pushing this FTX, which caused what? Caused FOMO. Because you've got your followers, all these followers who get so-called wrecked because they listen to the influencer that they were following. And in some cases, they're doing it in good faith. Like this whole, I believe it's Logan Paul and their crypto zoo crap, same thing. You believe this person and so you buy into the stuff. A very intriguing follow. I do encourage you to check it out with, it's called Creators, Creators Agency. And just do a search for Creators Agency FTX and you're going to see no, this is a pretty big thing, and they're basically complicit, but it also speaks to the larger state of shillers and the reason I don't like them because I know the vast majority of them are just following orders. They're doing what somebody told them to do, and they're not doing it because they're legit, and people are getting wrecked. People are getting harmed. That's where the situation going on there. My last bit of update here today, folks, is around the liberal ecosystem, and it's really just a public service announcement. So I, this is all alleged. I don't have any evidence or proof and I don't go to their telescam. So I saw this firsthand. That's why I can share it. So if you didn't follow the ecosystem, Thorium has its own Thorium Capital deal and they launched this miner, a BNB miner. And then they also launched a bank concept. These didn't exist before. The bank is newer. Apparently the, I'm pretty sure it was the bank. It was either the bank or the miner. I don't know which one it was. Might've been both. Apparently, one of the one or both of them got hacked. This is what they said. And apparently, they drained over 3,000, I think it was 3,100 BNB out of the uh, Thorium token. So the Thorium token was priced at like 55 cents per. It crapped all the way to a penny. And inside of your bank, if you were in the bank or you were in the miner, you saw your value completely dwindle. Some may not understand why. The way that the miner and the bank provide your estimates is around the total value locked in the pool. So let's use round numbers. If there's a million dollars in the pool and you have a 10% share, you have $100,000 in the pool. Round numbers, right? Well, what happens if the pool goes to $1,000? You have $100 of the pool because you still have 10% share. So the thought is, well, if the total value locked gets drained somehow, whether the devs do it or it's a hack or a, somebody that's in it, a, a whale, that means your share has not changed, but your value, your effective value will dwindle and go to near nothing. That's the flaw of tying it to a total value is because you're assuming that the value will persist and grow, not decline. In this case, it declined because of allegedly this hack where they drained pretty much everything out of it. Now, if you were a full believer in the ecosystem, if you believed 100% these guys are legit and they're serious and da, 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 and I even now can't say they are, but if you did, when this thing went to one, you could have increased your share portion, tossed a bunch of money at it, became a whale in what you put in because it's still around total value locked and a share percentage of what's in there because it's tied to the liquidity pool token and you were, you're purchasing liquidity pool tokens. So if you had a hundred prior to this incident, right? And so 55 cents off a hundred. 
So what, 500 bucks, let's say. Well, if you tossed a bunch in there and you ended up with, let's say, 10,000 liquidity pool tokens and it goes back on value, you just made a wind and there may have been people that did that. I don't know. The point is, is that when it recovered, it went right back to where it was. So it still is around total value locked. What they did is they somehow found money and replenished the pool back to where it was. This all happened within a span of a couple hours. And they put up a message in the portal telling people this happened. I'm pretty sure in Telescam, people were asking questions because I literally watched it happen. I literally watched, I refreshed and I saw it go from like 57 down to a penny. And I knew something was wrong. Either the devs dumped or something went wrong. Then I saw it go right back up and I confirmed it. It actually went higher than where it was because if you didn't know, Thorium has a burr mechanic and it has other mechanics to help persist it, assuming the money's there. So they got this money from somewhere. I don't know if they pulled it from a, a treasury wallet or they pulled it from some insurance wallet somewhere, but they got the money from somewhere. Then they put out a message saying to the hacker, we know who you are. It somehow went to Binance, the exchange. So I'm assuming they were international, if there was a hacker, and said, if you return this much, we'll let it go. If you don't, we're going to go after the authorities because we know who you are. So this is not the first time the Thorium ecosystem has been, quote, exploited because the history is that way back yonder, the same eco, there were two projects called Garuda and Cerberus. Back then, one of them got hacked, and I'm pretty sure it was Garuda. It gets hacked. That then spawned the Thorium Exchange, which later would become Thorium Capital. So they're not new to exploits. And to their credit, when it happened back then, they set up, they put back the money, and then they put up a pool for anyone who lost any funds to get funds reimbursed all the way. And I think they got rid of it now, but that was up there for at least a year. And in this one, when this happened, they did put the funds back in there to put everything back the way it was. So my point is, if there was a hack, and I'm not saying there was or wasn't, I'm saying if there was a hack, apparently they're going after who did it. Regardless, they when this drained, it recovered back to where it was. Just the caution is that if there were whales who truly believed in it and they maxed out because it was only a penny per, you might have some people who take advantage of it and then dump out. You can't withdraw, but you can get, you know, you get the distributions, right? So their share percentage would have gone up if they did this. So just FYI that that happened on the Thorium. It did not affect Libero. It didn't affect Libera. Certainly didn't affect MV6 as abandoned. It only affected the Thorium from what I can tell, the Thorium Bank and the Thorium Miner, BNB Miner, if you are in that ecosystem, um, that, that happened and it, it went and was resolved. And I don't know how, if you're in the ecosystem, you might stop by their telescam and ask about it because I'm not going to and don't plan to. But so that's out there. And then meanwhile, we're starting to see a little bit more green as I type this and as I talk. So keep an eye on the graphs. And like I said, learn to predict some of these movements because they may lend themselves to another run here shortly. And remember, take profits, take care of yourself first and foremost, and please don't get caught up in this and get some sort of gambling bug. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. 
The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.